0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gavern podcast, where we talk all things Magic the Gavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? It's been a week, innit? It has, yeah. There's uh... <coughs> So, since we last recorded, there was an insurrection in America? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Was a, that was a thing. It was, it was like the day after we recorded
0: the
1: last one? Yeah. Yep. Mm. I was, a. Uh... an an interesting way to start off the year
0: it was uh, yeah hopefully I mean the the response to that situation I think has been pretty reasonable as far as big government goes Uh, so hopefully it'll it'll calm down but that was uh, that was wild unexpected
1: I mean I've just spent my week laughing at the fact that Nazis and white supremacists are learning that they have consequences to their actions oh yeah it's great fun that's been fun I've enjoyed that yeah the actual you know attempted coup itself not great yeah uh, um,
0: guy that tased his own balls is quite funny
1: <laughs> seriously there, it's it's, it's going to take a lot to knock that off as the funniest thing that's happened this year oh
0: I, I don't know I don't know did you hear about one of the other deaths
1: well the one that was carrying a flag that said don't tread on me and got treaded on to
0: death yeah like, <laughs> satire is dead satire is <laughs> yeah, truly right. dead
1: I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I don't think death is funny, but... I think, oh, of course you know, not, no. But there's just... But, uh, you know, white supremacists who are attempting to disrupt the democratic process at the hands of an actual fascist dying in ridiculous ways, it's kind of funny. Yeah,
0: it's like Darwin Awards' greatest hits. It was <coughs> just something special. But anyway, <laughs> how's your, how's your weekend magic <laughs> He He
1: died after tasing himself in the testicles... It's just, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, fine. I've not really done much magic. It's been a, just been catching up on orders. Yeah, at, at work. Um, people are still buying magic cards. Good to know. Um, and uh, yeah, I've barely engaged with magic at all. Really, <laughs> apart from complaining <laughs> on Twitter about magic cards. But that's nothing noteworthy, right? Yeah, I mean,
0: you're not the only one that's been doing that recently. I'm sure we, we've definitely <laughs> got some some things to talk about when it comes to that. But
1: I've got some takes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we had the big Call Time official release trailer, release day thing with with Jimmy Wong last week, and that was mm-hmm. that was that was a thing. I mean, I I always enjoy those those whatever. I don't even know what they call them, like reveal trailers, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I didn't watch it. I was driving home from work at the time and was just getting it sort of live messaged to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would have enjoyed <laughs> it. But, no, okay. I mean, do you do you enjoy like quite bad death metal and unfunny yes. cheesy comedy skirts? Uh
1: no. I like then, I mean. Mm, I imagine the brand of metal they chose was not the brand of metal I like. Yeah. Not to sound like an absolute dickhead. But <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I I I don't think you would have appreciated the whole thing, but okay. <laughs> You got to see the cards and that was cool. But yeah, I I I dunno. I, I I don't think I was the target demographic for it either, but I always really, really loved those was like the, the the whole video package that they do is fantastic. Like even like the the weird little photo advert things that they do beforehand every time, and like the this time they did like a like a magic card or metal band quiz before like the stream actually kicked off. Like that was cool. And okay, it's it's yeah, it's fun. Like they're always just kind of fun. Um, yeah, it was good.
1: No, I I, I guess I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> I mean, glad you? I you could, could
0: always you could always watch it back on YouTube if you if you really do I, so desire. I, uh, but...
1: I definitely won't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a thing I could do I suppose.
0: But the, the important bit is that we, we got a lot of information about Kaldheim. So obviously some things that we did know unfortunately and spoke a bit about last week, but we got to see a load of really cool things as well. And you know, Voranclex was real.
1: Yeah, I've still got some, you know, opinions about what that might mean for Magic Story, but I think it's cool. I like yeah. Vorinclex. I like the Vorinclex's here. I'm into it. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. So I think it's, no. it's as far as like playing Magic goes, I think it might have been a quiet week, but as far as engaging with Magic, 100% on that train.
1: Oh, I see. The train that went past my house. That train. That, that's that the one, that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, in terms of Magic, I've been extremely online this week. Uh, which, again, is no different to every other week, but <laughs> I've certainly got some opinions about some of these cards. I mean, generally, I'm very excited about the set. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, the mechanics that we you know knew about last week appear to be real and are great, and I'm looking forward to playing with them. And the set, like the theme of the set, seems great. Card time looks cool, um, and it's nice to be kind of excited about Magic.
0: Yeah, for totally. <laughs> the first time in a while. Totally cool. So I guess this week we're just gonna really talk about some of the cards that we've seen and, and give our opinions on them. And I, I, I know there's one card in particular you've certainly got a lot to talk about. But, but uh-huh. where, do you, where do you want to start? <laughs> Should we start with the with the gods?
1: Yeah, let's start with the gods.
0: Yeah, so last week we talked a bit about Halvar, God of Battle, and how cool that was. Uh, but We now have the the full... Well, I guess is pan- Pantheon's not really the correct term when it comes to Norse gods, but we've got a whole lot of them. Uh, so we're going to yeah. go with Alrond, God of the Cosmos. Three blue blue for a legendary creature god. It's a 1-1, and it gets plus 1 plus 1 for each card in your hand, and each foretold card you own in Exile. At the beginning of your end step, choose a card type, then reveal the top two cards of your library. Put all cards of the chosen type into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Then on the flip side, is Hacker, Whispering and Raving. Use uh, 1 blue for a 2-3, Legendary Creature Bird, has Flying, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, return it to its owner's hand and scry 2.
1: It's not quite Stormcrow, but...
0: It's, yeah, it's not quite Stormcrow at all, is it? But, uh, I, I really like this card. It's a really really bizarre design mm-hmm. like obviously it gets plus one plus one for cards in your hand and exile and stuff but five mana one one mono blue and on the back side it's, it's a bird that bounces itself and scries, like 100% down for this this is definitely going to cause some shenanigans <laughs> somewhere in magic's history
1: uh, I think one of the most interesting things about this card and I guess all of the gods is that is blinking it with yourion yeah because <laughs> you can cast Hacker for two mana right at the bird side and yeah. then you can blink it with Eurion and then it you can have can it come in as the, well it has to, has to come in as the, the god side yeah so I, that's maybe interesting like this is a, a value two drop that you can curve into your Yorion and then you have this big value engine um, in play Yeah. that I imagine will probably be bigger than a 1-1 most of the time <laughs> I hope um, I'm not sure the the foretold thing will really matter that much Depends how good Foretold cards are, but I can't imagine building a deck around Foretold. Yeah, definitely. You you play the good ones.
0: Yeah, I I think that's it. From from what we've seen, which I guess maybe we'll get onto one a bit later, um, there's definitely one or two maybe Foretold cards that you just play because they're good and you'd play them anyway, and sometimes Mm -hmm, you're going to Foretold them and get a sweet bonus. But I guess, like, is that the thing again? Like, oh, here's a card that can do a really niche and, I guess, thematic thing if you want to build a commander deck around it. Go ahead, you can do, you can do that kind of thing. It very much feels like, again, like this this is a, this has been a set with commander designed in mind designed in mind one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, as we'll get to with, I mean, just just the show map legendary creatures alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Points to that, but yeah, I think you know, foothold cards are just going to be like morph cards, right? You don't yeah. play yeah. a morph deck, you just played powerful morph cards, and I think that'll be what happens with foothold. Um, yeah, I, I. This card's okay. I think I think it's. I don't think it's particularly powerful, but I kind of like the idea of casting it on two and then blinking it with your own. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> basically
0: what I'm thinking. <laughs> I do really like that that specific interaction, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's cool. Cool Sweet. card. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have uh, Torolf, God of Fury, 2 red red for a legendary creature god. It's a 5-4 trample whenever a creature or planeswalker an opponent controls is dealt excess non-combat damage. Torolf deals damage equal to the, the excess of any target other than that permanent. And then on the back... Is Tarulf Summer? It's one red for a artifact equipment. Uh, equipment creature. equipped creature has one red tap. Unattached Tarulf Summer it deals three damage to any target. Return Tarulf Summer to its owner's hand. Equipped creature gets plus three plus zero
1: as long as it's legendary. If you were gonna give a card named Tarolf to any Magic player to preview, yeah, would it be someone called Tarolf Do you think?
0: Uh, probably. I mean, it could be Riley Knight. That could be. That could be a laugh.
1: That would have been good as well, but it wasn't. Yeah.
0: It was someone else. Yeah, it 100% should have been Troll of Severin's preview card. Like, <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> he didn't even have to win the World Championship to get put on a magic card. Yeah, no, here he is. <laughs> this that's uh, uh, cool.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's cool. fine. It's fine. I think, like... Yeah, maybe some mono-red decks will play it, but I don't know. From, from what I've seen so far from this set, I can't imagine, like, in terms of standard, I can't imagine... Like mono red is really going to get any upgrades at all. Like the deck's already pretty solid, uh, and yeah, like as long as Embercleave is still just a thing, like just play Embercleave in your four, four drop slot. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, this is time's answer to Thor, right?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, this, this is Thor for time
1: Then we have Thor's Hammer, which you know you throw out something and it returns. Yeah. Which yeah. Is Thor-ish, right? Yeah, that's what Thor's Hammer does. Uh, which is cool. It's an efficiently caustic creature. It's a 4 mana 5 4 with trample with upside.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the. I guess the hammer The is probably quite good for for mono red. Because I guess if you like, get into that awkward position where you can't get through with damage anymore, you haven't won by turn 4. Your opponent's on, like, I don't know, 5 health or whatever. If you've got the hammer in your hand, you're getting into the late game, then just paying 6 to. To bolt your opponent to death. Certainly certainly you've seen worse ways of winning the magic game.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the kind of the gimmick with all these cards is that yeah. you get to cast the the cheap, well some of them have more expensive sides but you know like the cheaper side and then eventually you will cast that and also the cheap side is a mana sink later in the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you get to that point, I think like the like you said the the, the top end of the mono red decks is so crowded. Like uh, as long as uh, Torbran and uh, Cleaver, legal in the format. You don't really want any of the four drops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else at the top of your deck, but this is like it's something you can cast onto that has some utility. Like making a creature bigger is fine, and being able to bolt something. Yeah. Uh, for, for for I guess a total of four mana once you've like equipped it. and Whatever. I guess it's a total of six mana, right? To to bolt something because you cast it. Yeah, cast you cast it, 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 it equip, equip it,
0: activated. So it is six mana, but like even then, like it's doable. It's definitely
1: doable. If you're panicking, it can be yeah like a late game thing to do, I guess. Uh, though I'm not sure that's what the mono red decks want to want to be doing. Yep. Uh, I, I yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's an interesting an interesting mechanic uh, on the front side with the dealing excess damage uh, to any other target. opponent. that's that's it's cool.
0: Kind of gives right? all, all of your yeah, it gives all of your your burn spells trample essentially.
1: Yeah, or it, you can divide them up, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, because um, it's, it's any other target.
1: Yeah, so you can turn lightning bolt into a four bolt, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which um, is, just, it's, just, it's interesting. Uh, and like I said, I'm not sure this is good enough for Mono Red currently, but it'll probably see someplace somewhere at some yeah. point, I'd imagine.
0: i imagine. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Definitely, mm-hmm. I, I do like it. Yeah. Cool, next we get to Eska, God of the Tree. One green green for legendary creature god. It's 1-4, Vigilance, and she has tapped add one mana of any colour. And other legendary creatures you control have Vigilance and tapped add one mana of any colour. And on the back is the Prismatic Bridge. Legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature or planeswalker card. Put that card on the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. It's everybody's new commander card.
1: Yeah, it's just a value five-colour commander. Yeah. Uh
0: Do you remember yeah. when you said, like, oh, what stop printing five-colour commanders?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just here's a here's another 5k commander that's just generically good doesn't really have a the front side doesn't really do anything specific the backside definitely doesn't do anything specific it's just sort of uh, a value cut yeah um, there's a lot of five color going around the set um, which we'll get to I guess but there's a lot of paying all colors of mana for a certain effect um, and the fixing is reasonable yeah in standard currently um, but I guess the chance of whiffing on this is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, a three mana mana dork that also birds of paradise is your other creatures is interesting. Other legendary creatures, which is quite the restriction. But uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's three mana one four. Yeah. mana. And then the it. other side. The other side. Like you have such a chance to whiff. I'm not sure if it's good enough.
0: Yeah. For, for as far as standard goes, like no, probably not. Like unless. Unless there is something specific that you're you're doing, uh, but yeah, I I think there are much better ways to get an Ugin into play on turn four or whatever you're probably going to do with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can actually cast it rather than hoping you hit it off a five-color enchantment. Yeah,
0: or just <laughs> Genesis Ultimatum. Yeah. It's it's a cool design. It's de- yeah, definitely like 100%. Again, feels like this has been designed for the Lancer Commander, but people love it and and that's cool. I think it's it's always I think it's, it 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 is always good to have different five color commanders. And this this definitely it definitely feels different to any of the others that are out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of go-lossy. Yeah, I guess. Right. So. I guess so. Yeah. And it, it it's kind of it kind of kind of plays in the same realm as the Modern Horizon Ciso, where it's just five color legendary creatures and planeswalkers. Yeah, I guess so. Which is kind of boring, but I mean, it's what Commander players like to do. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't begrudge them for making this card.
0: Yeah, they know what sells packs at this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, stupid five color enchantment on the back of a reasonable creature.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's go to our final. Well, I guess our final monocolor god here. We've got Valky, God of Lies. One black for Legendary Creature God. When Valkyrie enters the battlefield, each opponent reveals their hand. For each opponent, exile a creature card they revealed this way until Valky leaves the battlefield. Uh, Valkyrie's a 2-1 and also has X, choose a creature card, exiled with Valkyrie with converted mana cost X, Valkyrie becomes a copy of that card. And then on the back of Valkyrie we have Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter, Five black red for a Legendary Planeswalker Tybalt, comes in with five loyalty. Uh, has As Tybalt enters the battlefield, you get an emblem where you may play cards exiled with Tybalt, Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any colour to cast those spells. So plus two, exile the top card of each player's library. Minus three, exile target artifact or creature. And then minus eight, exile all cards from all graveyards. Add red, red, red. So
1: they're trying to cash in on that Among Us money, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's wild, That's, right?
0: Having a planeswalker on the back of a god
1: It's wild that Tybalt is a god.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently. he's not—he's not even a god. He's just impersonating a god.
1: Yeah, which is which is not a thing that Tybalt uh, has been known to do. <laughs> he was just kind of a dick before, yeah. right? Like he was just like this evil devil guy who went around causing havoc, as devils are known to do, and was the. Planeswalker embodiment of that, and now he's impersonating a god on a completely different plane yeah, and stealing things. I mean, going from two mana to seven mana is a hell of an upgrade for a planeswalker.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: 100%. Uh, I mean, my favourite interaction with this is Cascade. Yep. Or if you yep. cast Love a shardless agent and reveal a Valky God of Lies, you can cast Tibalt. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. That's going to need to be routed at some point, I imagine.
0: Oh, I don't, Just because
1: it makes it, because it, it doesn't, it, it's in the same reason, like, in the same way that. Um, uh, like split cards, yeah, had yeah, because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like I, I, I really, really dislike that you can cast, <laughs> cast a tipple off the, <laughs> off a, off a blood raid elf. But like, yeah. yeah, like I don't know, the people who make the rules seem to say it's fine at the moment. So currently, yeah, it doesn't sit. Nice. We'll, see, we'll see if it changes. It doesn't sit right with me. But no, uh, I, I, I mean as a
1: card, it's, as a card, it's pretty reasonable. It's mm. a mesmeric fiend slash. Brain maggot for creatures specifically, and yeah. you can turn into turn into that creature, uh, similar to like Lazav from Gilderbranica. Yeah, and then is a stupid summon planeswalker that exiles everything, and you can cast them, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a bl- black red thing we've ever seen before. I don't think, but yeah, I know it's also not a Tybalt thing. <laughs> um, it's kind of got sort of Khan implications, right?
0: Yeah, so a little it, bit. Rigid, yeah,
1: like Khan liberated. You just yeah, like things you get
0: to play with. That's it. I think again, if, if you if you're following that like uh, that, you know, planeswalkers have a template and you just tweak the wording on their ability slightly. Then, yeah, very much like oh, Deferia's like Obnixilus. This Tibble is very much like Khan. It costs seven mana, plus a deckside card from. Player's library, that could be hand, like con. Minus three to exile something specific, and then minus eight that you're never gonna do ever.
1: I love that you add three red. <laughs> and, like
0: why? Like why why did you add three red? <laughs>
1: three red. Like, <laughs> because you know, you've cast a seven mana planeswalker, plus it twice and then minus eight it, so the most you'll need is three to cast all those spells. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's wild. It's cool to see Tybalt again. It's it's a cool character development for Tybalt, I suppose. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very strange card, but I think I think it's kind of playable. Uh, like I said, like a, a brain maggot for creatures is pretty cool. But then gets turned to that creature, and then late game, obviously, you have a seven mana planeswalker that's probably going to do quite a lot if you get to that point. Yeah,
0: quite possibly, quite possibly. Like it, it, again, I d- I don't know. Seven manners, seven mana's definitely a lot. But if if there's if there's some way to do some shenanigans somewhere from the rules. I'm sure someone will break it. I don't know.
1: Might I, I might fuck around and cast a shardless agent and put yeah. this into play. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right, it can't be terrible. No, it, it's it's true. I mean, yeah, like I've 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 seen like genuinely like reasonable magic players talk about playing this in in modern jund and casting it off a blood red elf, and it's like, well,
1: yeah.
0: I guess so. I guess, like, so.
1: Like, I guess like, so. Yeah, <laughs> like like mesmeric Fiend is reasonable. Yeah. So the fact that it's specific creatures is kinda of difficult, but like more Thoughts E's esque effects are fine. Yeah. Um two and a two one. And again again, it has the upside, so you can turn it into like turning this into an URO is disgusting.
0: Yeah, oh definitely.
1: <laughs> like if you if you brain maggot them take an Uro, and then turn this into an Uro, that's that's gross. Um and then you will have the, the cases where you get to braid elf into it. Like I think that's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: I think there's like, <laughs> I've I've seen People argue for worse cards to be included in Modern Jund. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is reasonable. I like I like this design though. I think yeah. it's cool.
0: I like it a lot too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. All right, where do you want to hit next?
1: I don't know. We've got other gods because there Sweet. are like a yeah. thousand gods on this plane. Yes. As is the Viking way.
0: Let's go with the, the other gods. and where do you want to start?
1: Well, we've only got we've got three more. I think four more gods currently. Yes. We uh, have so. Yeah. Two two black ones and two green ones. Okay. Uh, one. Two. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so we have Egon, Egon, <laughs> God of Death, Um, which is two and a black for a 6 6 with Death Touch, obviously. Yeah. Uh, beginning of your upkeep, exile two cards from your graveyard if you can't sacrifice Egon and draw a card. And then on the back, it's a single black for a legendary artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, mill a card, and you can pay two and a black and tap it, exile a creature card from your graveyard, draw a card.
0: Yeah. Actually. i I like this. Three mana six sixes is, you know, they've got a history of being quite good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's going to be quite hard to exile that many cards from your graveyard in standards?
0: Uh, not necessarily. Go on. It, uh, no, I'm thinking of Historic, because I only play Historic on Arena. <laughs> Stitch of fire <laughs> is not standard legal. Correct. Uh, but yeah, maybe it's Historic playable.
1: Because of Stitcher Supplier.
0: Because of Stitcher Supplier, yeah. Yeah. Because the Graveyard the graveyards fill up ridiculously fast in, in historic. Yeah. Yeah, the Rakdos decks that play um that play Stitcher Supplier. Because they also play like Village Right as well.
1: Sure, okay. Maybe maybe it's interesting there. I, mean, I guess that the, the backside also combos with the front side, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you milk mill cards with it. It's just a draw engine. So it's so it's three mana to Draw a card, I guess, <laughs> if you're unable to do it, and then it's again four mana in total and exiling a creature card from a go draw a card.
0: Yeah, and I guess, yeah, even drawing it, even drawing it late, like you draw it late enough in the game, it's not going to be a dead ha- card in your hand, given that it is a three mana, six, six. So I, I, I quite like it. I quite like it. Not Throwing a death is yeah. definitely, definitely an interesting design. That's the kind of shenanigans I like. One mana artifact that mills the card at the beginning of your upkeep.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't really, I don't really see it seeing that much play, but I kind of like the design. Yeah, it feels like these gods are far more flavourful than they are designed around being a card. You know, like designed for playability. They're more designed for like what they wanted a god to do. Yeah, yeah. More than we're going to design playable gods, which which is fine. <laughs> I'm just not that big of a fan of it.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Definitely.
1: Oh, and we have uh, our third black god, which is Turgrid which yes. is a horrible man. God of Fright, which is three back black for a four-five god with menace. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a permanent card, you may put that card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. And in the back, it's three under black for legendary artifacts tap. Target player loses 3 life unless they sacrifice an unpermanent permanent or discard a card and you can pay 3 in a black to untap it.
0: Yep. This card is ridiculous.
1: It's gross. This is extremely gross.
0: Yep. I think this is... You know, like we were saying before about the, the new 5 column commander, that oh, that's everybody's new favourite commander. I think this is everybody's new least favourite commander.
1: Yeah, I'm it's gonna just not a, basically every game I see this in the command zone.
0: It's not gonna be a fun card to play against for, for
1: anybody. People already hate Grave Pact Dictator Bear effects. Yep. And... It that betrays costs eleven mana <laughs> for when they sacrifice permanents you get them. This is five mana. Yeah. Now granted, it doesn't make you it doesn't make you sacrifice things on the actual card itself, but you can bet that that deck probably has a lot of flashback marauder type cards in it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll
1: make you sacrifice things that you will just get to go and then discard effects, and just that it, it leads you into building a deck that's full of edicts and full of discard effects, which yep. is not fun for anyone because no one gets to pay magic apart from you. And if you want to do that and your playgroup's okay with that, then sure. But I don't think you're going to have a lot of friends left to playing this deck. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, there's there's no way. Um, and the backside is just, like, a repeatable uh, Torment of Hellfire. Yep. <laughs> Which is strange. <laughs> it is uh, strange.
0: It's pretty cool, but strange. But yeah, the, just the fact yeah. that it's, like, tap, do the thing as well, and it's an artifact, and, you know, how many ways are there to infinitely untap artifacts in Magic?
1: Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, um, yeah. This I think is gonna like, be, this is a, a, a commander. This is a commander design. Yeah. And I think they've massively missed the mark. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was talking about what's the orrery card from M21? Chromatic orrery? Yeah. They're designing cards like that thinking they know what commander players want and they definitely don't. <laughs> like, people are going to build this deck and, you know, spend weeks putting cards together and building it up and be like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. They're going to play one game and no one's going to talk to them anymore. <laughs> and it's just going to be miserable. It'd be like the same when, when people built... Uh, Crick decks, the yes. flexi mana one. Yeah. So, oh, this is gonna be sweet. This is gonna be great. And then you play one game, and you're like, I never want to touch this commander ever again because <laughs> it's just miserable. It's just no fun. There's a reason I don't play um, grave pact effects in my Meren deck because it's not fun. I play like, a couple of edict effects, but like, I'm not just wiping your board in every turn and yeah. then gaining control of them, like with Turgrid, which is disgusting. Okay. I, I I don't like this design at all. No,
0: I I, I think totally it's fully agree. I think. Like, very, I, think I think if if this was, you know, if Commander wasn't the thing, then yeah, cool. This is interesting. It costs five mana. That's fine. Maybe maybe once or twice per game, you'll get to activate the ability. But then, yeah, Commander is the thing. These effects already exist, and this this just just absolutely loves those those effects. And yeah, this is not going to be fun, but you know, it's here. The art's cool, at least.
1: Yeah, especially the showcase art. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like this card. <laughs> and I don't think anyone does. No. I think the people that do like it will soon figure out that they have their friends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. So, next up, we're going to hit the a green god. That is Jorn, God of Winter. Three and a green for a 3-3. Three, three. Snow creature, god. And whenever Jorn attacks, untap each snow permanent you control. And then on the back, it is Caldring, the rhyme Staff. Is one blue black for a legendary snow artifact. Tap, you may play target snow perp permanent from your graveyard this turn. If you do, it enters the battlefield tapped.
1: This is excellent.
0: Yeah. I have no idea what's going on with the design of this card, but I love it. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's love really it.
1: Good. It makes absolutely no sense, but it's great. This is exactly what most people were looking for in a snow commander. Yeah. I know we're talking about commander a lot, but you know, it's kind of my thing. Um it's it's for three colours and it untaps Snow Permanents and allows you to recast Snow Permanents like it does two different things it's not just like whenever you play a Snow Permanent draw a card which would have been an incredibly boring mechanic yep. it, it does some interesting things um, and I think this is exactly what people wanted when they were thinking about oh, finally, finally getting a, a Snow Commander like a Commander that cares about Snow Um, I, I, when you actually go to build that deck and look at all the Snow Creatures you have Arkham's Astrolobe, you have Icefang Quattle you have Dark Depths, and then a bunch of really bad cards. <laughs> uh, this deck is not going to be actually any good <laughs> if you build it as a commander deck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's a three mana three through with Vigilance, right? Pseudo Vigilance, but Vigilance because it immediately untaps. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there are very niche cases where this doesn't untap when it attacks that you can sometimes cast to replay Snow Stuff. So we'll have to see how much Snow Stuff gets printed in the set into Standard, but being able to rebuy stuff seems very, very powerful.
0: Yeah, I think so, definitely. I guess like, we've also got like Modern Horizons 2 to think about as well. Like,
1: there's... I'd be surprised if that was snow-themed again.
0: I mean, it wasn't. I guess, I don't know. It was very it's got, snow-themed. Yeah, I guess it was very snow-themed. I think just because there were like 40-41 mechanics or something in it last time. I'm thinking you know, maybe yeah. maybe it'll be mechanic-heavy again, and you know, maybe there'll be one or two snow cards in it this time. But yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Like We need to see what Good snow cards where you can have that work with this, but I I really like the design of this card.
1: I mean, it plays lands from the graveyard, the backside. Yes. You can play snow permanent cards, right? So you can, including the the new uh, tap lands that have types. Yeah. But snow lands. I think that's the one thing with this, like, you're not going to generate a stupid amount of mana because you'll still want your pathways and what have you for fixing. So this won't untap those, but I mean, bomb use effect is a bomb use effect, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I
1: think there's some interesting mid range applications with this. Like, like I said, like we'll have to see how the, the snow builds around it. But I think it's it's, it's a wild design. Yeah. I don't really understand <laughs> what's going on here at all.
0: Yeah, fully agree. I, like, I'm quite a, a intro, I mean, I guess I don't know if we're going to get a story about the rhyme stuff at this point. But if there is, I I, I really want to find out what this this rhyme stuff is and uh, why this why this this. Mono green creature has a blue black staff.
1: Uh, yeah, it's kind of confusing, right?
0: Yeah, very strange, but I love it.
1: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Cool. And finally, we get to our last god. It's mono green, it is Kolvori, god of kinship. Legendary creature god has as long as you control three or more legendary creatures, Kolvori gets plus four, plus two, and has vigilance. And you can play one in the green, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a legendary creature card from among them and put it into your hand, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And on the back, it is the Ringheart Crest. It's 1, green for legendary artifact. When it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. You can tap it to add green, spend this mana only to cast a creature spell of the chosen type or a legendary creature spell.
1: So this just goes in every LVDH deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. It, they've not managed to make caring about legends important enough to play at any point i can really think of like yeah historic I, didn't really gather a dominaria
0: i, I um, think i think this set is probably the closest given that you've got uh like the like the rainbow bridge card and yeah. you've got things which care about gods and i think yeah th- there's there's definitely some some synergies with with legendary creatures in this set but yeah i think this is probably the closest to like actually having a mechanic that cares about it
1: I think my take on this is this: this is a bulk rare for its time and standard, and then eventually it will creep up in price because the backside is just a good include for tribal decks. Many. Else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you that's just, just th- the life of this card.
0: Just Play it in in your your green deck as you know, one of the ninety nine at the worst. Sometimes you get to play a mana rock, and sometimes you get a, a a two four four four, which does cool things as well. So yeah, I I think it's just good. It's probably just one of those like long-term staples in Green Commander decks forever
1: yeah I think it, yeah I think it's just a bulk creator for standard purposes I don't think it's particularly good caring about legends probably isn't that good as well And it, it's a four mana creature and it gets really big when you have a lot of legends but <laughs> how many legends are you going to cast when you get there yeah so I'm sceptical this is actually good
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I'm fully with you on that one fully with you
1: it's not even legendary permanency but it's legendary creatures, creatures. Specifically.
0: yeah cool just, yeah so next up let's, let's hit the planeswalkers because we've got all of our planeswalkers this time obviously we spent mm-hmm. like half an hour talking about Kaya last time and how cool <laughs> Kaya is mm-hmm. so we'll skip Kaya we've already talked about Tybalt let's go for Tyvar Kel next so it's two green green for Tyvar Kel legendary planeswalker Tyvar. Uh, he has elves you control have tap to add black uh, he comes in with three loyalty that's three abilities plus one put a plus one plus one counter and on up to one target elf untap it it gains death touch until end of turn Zero, create a 1-1 one, one green elf creature token. And then minus six, you get an emblem with whenever you cast an elf spell, it gains haste until end of turn, and you draw two cards.
1: Man, it's really nice to talk about just one side of a card. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um. Yeah, it's an elf card. It does the elf things. I don't think there are enough elves in standard to make an elf deck, but it's a commander card. Hooray!
0: Yeah, definitely. It's... It obviously, feels very much like frailes in the fact that it makes elves and yep. does elf things. But yeah, like any elf tribal deck, as far as command goes, stick it in there. I I just really like it. I quite like this this slightly different take on elves as well, given things Death Touch. Obviously, there's there's black in there as well, and yeah, it's card drawing green with that ultimate too. That's it's quite cool. Uh,
1: yeah, it's just a commander plant. It's a Swole elf boy. Yep. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I might piss around with this in green mid range decks in Legacy. It's a format of plain talk that just spits out creatures and can make those creatures better. Yeah. Obviously, the ultimate doesn't really do anything and the plus one doesn't really do much, but it spits out creatures and that might be interesting. Um, Outside of that, it's just a commander card and that's fine. Yeah. Unless there are like a bunch of elves and, you know, they reprint uh, Llanowar Elves analog and. We get something like an Elvish Arch Druid and stuff because they're trying to push the tribal. I just don't think it's good enough to make it good in standard.
0: Yeah, I, there's I a couple agree. of Elf
1: cards, but I don't think there's enough to make a deck. You need like like some kind of combo in those decks, not just like a bunch of Elves because you could just play better creatures.
0: Yeah, I I fully agree, fully fully agree. Um, it's it's probably going to be pretty good in limited. Um, but can't imagine it's going to see much standard play at all. Cool design though. I'd like to be wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd very much like to be wrong.
0: Cool. And then we hit our last Planeswalker, which is our second new Planeswalker. That's Nico Aris. So, Nico Aris costs X white blue blue for legendary Planeswalker Nico. When Nico Aris enters the battlefield, create X shard tokens, which are enchantments with two sacrifices, enchantments, scry one, then draw a card. Uh, plus one, up to one target creature you control can't block this turn. Whenever that creature deals damage this turn, return it to its owner's hand. Minus one, Nico Aris deals two damage to target tapped creature for each card you've drawn this turn. And then another minus one, create a shard token.
1: What is this design?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of love it.
1: Oh, I'm a big fan, but what is it?
0: I no idea. Absolutely what? no idea. It's like. What is this? Yeah. Obviously, I think, I think the... Straight away, the first comparison is Nyssa Steward of Elementals, because there's an X in the mana cost, but...
1: Sure, yeah. But that doesn't affect their loyalty, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, it absolutely. It doesn't affect their loyalty at all, but...
1: Just make shards.
0: You're going to make a lot of shards. And that's... Surely that's going to do something, because they're all enchantments, right?
1: Did you want extremely slow sorcery speed, Sphinx's Revelation, with Upside?
0: I mean, that sounds like my jam specifically,
1: <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think the plus one I just don't get. It doesn't really work. Like, makes sense with the rest of the.
0: After one target creature control can not be blocked this turn. Whenever that creature deals damage this turn, return it, turn turn it to turn its owner's hand.
1: What? What's that? What's that for? Do we have a bunch of really good ETBs in blue and white that we really want to cast over and over again?
0: Mm N- 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 Yoroi. we also
1: want to attack with? Do we want to bounce that every turn? No.
0: I not. guess. I mean, you do. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to bounce Yorin every turn, but you want to yeah. do it with Charm and Prince.
1: Sure. There's stuff like that, I guess, uh, but- which is a thing you could do.
0: Yeah, I think. Like for me, like the, the plus one. I guess the first part of the plus one just screams Dream Trawler. Like make Dream Trawler un- unblockable, draw a bunch of cards, win the game, but. But then, why, your dream why, yeah, why would you bounce your dream troller?
1: Yeah. And then the minus is a uh, blue white card doing direct damage. Yeah. Which is to target tap creature, which White has historically done, so I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so it's a minus one dilty damage, and if you have any other draw cards, it gets bigger and can kill bigger things, so I guess that's interesting. And then creating more shard tokens. I think shard tokens are cool. They're just they're clues, but slightly better.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. Off the top of my head at the moment because I haven't played standard for ages, but maybe there's the things that care about like when enchantment enters battlefield in standard. Like maybe that's
1: a thing. There aren't many good. What's the mechanic called?
0: Constellation. That's the constellation, one. Constellation. Yeah, I yeah. don't
1: think there are many good constellation payoffs. Yeah. That you care about enough. There's nothing like Outlander uh, Blossoms or anything like that.
0: Yeah, true. Do particularly care
1: about this. Um, but it's just consistent cadre.
0: Yeah. Um, like I do love absolutely love this design, but it is, it's very strange.
1: I'm really glad that creator shard token isn't a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> I think is all I can say. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm gonna get four copies of the art. Yeah, whether I play them or not, <laughs> I'm going to. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I think it's 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 the fact that like the, the payoff. For, like, so this is a late game sync, right?
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. It's a late game sync, and maybe maybe that's it. Maybe the plus one, maybe the plus one is Uro. You target your Uro, Uro can't be blocked, Uro deals 6 damage, you bounce it back to your hand. And then you have to cast it and escape Cast it again, it again and you get to draw a card again, and then, yeah. that's
1: what, That was my first thought, and I'm like, well, I don't want to play 3 mana for Uro, and then 4 mana and 5 <laughs> then, cards. <yeah. laughs> it doesn't sound great.
0: No, I, it doesn't.
1: I don't, I don't know. I really don't know.
0: Like I said, I my first thought was definitely, plus 1, make this Dream Trawler unblockable, but... Beyond that, that point, I have no already, idea. You've already
1: cast and attacked with a six-mana creature. Yeah. <laughs> and drawn a card off it. Yeah. It doesn't sound great. I um, think you just making a bunch of shard tokens. I think you just treat this as, you know, eight mana, make five shards that I get to crack over a turn, but it's sorcery speed, so you don't really get the value out of it. Yeah. and But then it's also, it has f- up to three removal spells on it. Yeah. For the minus one, so maybe that's... Good enough. I, it's a weird design. It's not what I was expecting for Nikoris when I heard about the character.
0: Yeah, same. I I thought they were blue red, but no, they're they're blue white and very very strange.
1: Is 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 the joke here adventure? Like you cast your brazen borrower and then you bounce it with Nico's plus one. They get to recast the pay theft half. Is that a thing? Uh, quite possibly. Right, like is that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the joke here? I don't really understand. Yeah, uh, I've, I've got no idea. No idea. I'm not a big fan of this card. I'm. I would like to be wrong, but this doesn't scream, you know, Oko okay to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or anything like that. Which is good. That's a good thing. But yeah, oh, I mean,
0: definitely, yeah. definitely. I'm. I'm all for more. It's a very strange planeswalkers like, like this that like look strange and behave strangely, but aren't busted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think it encapsulates the the character quite well. Yeah. They make shard tokens which are javelins, I guess. That yeah, I in the art And then those and then it deals damage because they they're good at they're, they're good at throwing javelins, right? <laughs> that's their thing. So they throw a <laughs> javelin at a creature for each card you've drawn. Yeah. Right? So that's that's cool. And then also they get to make a creature unblockable. So God knows what that's about. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows?
0: <laughs> Wait until somebody who's much smarter than me breaks the card. I think that's the uh, that's the idea. Cool. Well, that's so, just how I play Magic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Gods and Planeswalkers out the way. What What do you want to hit next? Because I know you've definitely got some big feels about some cards in the set, right?
1: <sighs> Can we talk about it?
0: Yeah, let's go for Can it. Let's go it. For it? Let's get it out of the way.
1: Uh, divine Gambit. White, white for a sorcery. XL, target, enchantment, creature... I've done that in the wrong order. Artifact, creature, or enchantment, and opponent controls. <laughs> Seems bad, right?
0: I mean that would be fine
1: yep that player may put a permanent card from their hand onto the battlefield
0: how awful
1: <laughs> this card is extremely bad and this isn't a case of me like talking about it that it's just a bad card no, I wouldn't want to play this in, in a constructed format because um, obviously I wouldn't want to play this in a constructed format it, wh- why is this so bad
0: <laughs> I don't know I really really don't know it's so not obviously- just
1: a, a limited plan. Because I'm fine with limited plants, like right. I'm fine with um, yeah. eviscerate existing, and eviscerate is much less good than fatal push, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with with really bad or like constructed level bad uh, removal spells existing for limited formats. That's fine. I yeah. understand why they exist. <laughs> I have yeah, played like, limited. I know how to draft.
0: Bad cards exist, and it's fine that bad cards exist, but I really struggle to understand. This one, like, when
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's compare I mean, it to another card in the set, right? Sure. Iron Iron Verdict, which is a common. It costs two and a white for an instant, and it deals five damage to target tapped creature, and then it has four tail for a single white. Bad card, right? Yeah, not If I were to not, present not you or Path to Exile, which would you choose?
0: Oh, Path to Exile. I need exactly. A
1: it's week. a bad card, but I'm probably going to draft this a non-zero amount of times unlimited, right? Yeah because it's a reasonable white removal spell and white likes to deal with direct damage like with Nicolaris to tapped creatures and also you can foretell it and maybe that makes a difference at some point when it costs one, yeah. one white mana so that's that's fine I'm okay with those cards existing I'm not looking at Iron Verdict and going oh why isn't this source to shares right because that would be absurd <laughs> this Divine Verdict is so bad I am never drafting this card ever Divine Gambit why is yeah. it Why Divine Gambit sorry why is it two white mana why is it a sorcery if this cost one mana and was an instant I still wouldn't play it yeah (laughs) because you're removing a threat and then they get your opponent gets to choose what they put into play yeah and it's not like I guess another card will come to it's not like a chaos warp yeah
0: no where okay
1: this thing is terrifying I need to remove it whatever comes off the top I have to hope it's you know they have no choice on it normally it's a land or a spell they can't cast yeah this is they get to put the best card on their hand into play. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's permanent. And if we're talking about standard, that's that's gonna be Ugin. It's gonna be you know, that would be like, Oh well I've got a deal with my opponent's Lotus Cobra on turn two, I've got this divine gambit, I'll exile this divine gambit, or oh, they've put an Ugin into play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this thing, cool. like, you can talk about that, and people will be like, "Oh, but it's for limited." It's like, this isn't for limited. I don't understand. Well, maybe it was intended for limited, but what the fuck are they talking about? Like, <laughs> this isn't <laughs> this isn't a limited card because in limited, I have a removal spell which is less good than most of the removal spells I would play in constructed. Admittedly, but I will p- pay a two mana sorcery thing to get rid of their four four, for example, right? Because I need to get rid of their four four, so that my t- my creatures can attack, or so that I don't die to their four four. So I remove their four four, and they put the best bomb in their deck into play. Or they put any other creature into play, and that's not a good card. Yeah. If I exile their 4-4, and they put in a 3-3, because that's the best creature they have in hand, that's not good for white, white sorcery. <laughs> that's not a good card.
0: That's it's, not what I want to Yeah, spent a significant portion of your turn just removing one thing, and then they instantly get something you know, probably as good back. So I, or, I, don't, or know. I don't know. I think or alternatively,
1: the... in their end step, I cast Iron Verdict, because they attacked with their 4-4 on a kill it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I it. I think you know. There's been a, there's been a lot said about this card, and I think the best the best situation that I can see for this card is you play it in some sort of political shenanigans commander deck, and sure. you, know, you you're not really playing magic within the constraints of of the rules. You're playing magic within the social constraints of commander, and you're you're making a deal with somebody like you know, oh, you've got this big, huge creature that we need to get rid of. Maybe you know, we'll make an alliance, I'll get rid of this, but then you can put something else into play, like that kind of thing. Which, even then, just seems bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if it's designed for that and it's meant to be like a group hub a group hub commander card, why the fuck is it here? Yeah. Why is it not in Commander Legends? Why is it not in a Or, control?
0: yeah, in the in the commander set that goes with the, <laughs> with the set.
1: Exactly, yeah. Why is this... What? Why?
0: <laughs> or oh, maybe like, he, he, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Maybe this is maybe you know maybe this is just another another IP cash in. It's divine gambit, right? So maybe maybe this is a ruse. Maybe we've got a queen's gambit situation, and you're oh, using this debate out the best card in the hand. But oh, but what's that? You've got another removal spell in hand to deal with that permanent.
1: Oh well, the card art does kind of depict a chess game, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, that's, I, just, I think that's the joke, but, like, it's still yeah, it not should. good.
1: But then I have to have another removal spell, and if I'm playing Limited, how am I going to have another removal spell unless it's another Divine Gambit? Yeah. I shouldn't have to use two removal spells in a game of Limited to get a creature dead. <laughs> I want a kind of inefficient, kind of too expensive removal spell that just cleanly kills my opponent's creature. That's what I want in Limited, right? I want, like, two removal spells that cost four mana that just straight up kill a thing that I want dead.
0: You don't love one for two in yourself.
1: No, <laughs> I don't love one for twoing myself. Especially for white, white. Why is it called white white? Why is it called one of the white? Why is it a sorcery? Because I really then don't you, know you sorcery in your main phase, you go XR that, they put in a thing and then can immediately attack you with it. What's that? I
0: have no Why idea. I, I think when the when the article drops talking about like individual cards in the set and the design and stuff, like when they do like the design and time articles, I think this this is one that I'm definitely gonna scrutinize when it uh, when it comes yeah. out.
1: Like I understand, I understand it can't be like put a land into play because that makes it too good, right? Yeah. White, white, straight up exile any creature or enchantment or artifact that you have, and they put a land into play, is too good. I think. It, ch-
0: it should just be. I think it should just be, um, like white, white sorcery, exile target artifact creature or enchantment and opponent controls. Like, why can't we I just think- have that? Like, if I, if, if yeah. like you know, look look at everything that all of the other colors get. Like, if if we're allowed to like. Two in a black for a six, six. Or if you know, we're living in the world where we, we get Uros and we get Embercleaves and all of this stuff, why can't we just have like white, white sorcery exile your creature?
1: Yeah, I think that's probably fine, right? Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> but this is like the whole, the whole debate has been like you know, people talking about how white gets shafted every set and white doesn't get anything good, and that argument is tired and boring, and I don't really care to have it anymore. But when in like Guilds of Ravnica, we had um what's the O ring that you can convoke?
0: Uh, what's it called? Conclave. It... Conclave. Tribunal. Yep.
1: Conclave Tribunal. That's the analogue we have here, right? An yeah. uncommon white removal spell. Either Conclave Tribunal, very good, or this, fucking awful. <laughs> I don't understand mis- like if we're doing those comparisons. Like, because, you know, I, I went on Twitter and compared it to source of the Plush as Path to Exile, Set the Wreckage, Wrath of God, O-Ring. Right, okay, fair enough. Those yeah. aren't fair comparisons because those cards are much, much better and they're designed for Constructed and they're designed to be very, very powerful. This is just bad. I would much rather play, like, four, two white, white Exile target creature. Right? I'd much rather play that in a game of method. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely. do not want to play this. Because, yeah. uh, sure, maybe, maybe one out of 20 times you do this and they don't have anything to put into play. But if they put anything into play, it's quite bad, and they're probably going to put something quite good into play. It's kind of horrendous. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> do, do not understand why it exists. like what's it, what's it for?:
0: Yeah that, that's it like at the worst at the worst, it's going to be like a like a two mana sorcery speed path to exile.
1: It's just so bad because you look at other cards it. that are like clearly bad in the claim design the limit like so you've got um shadow, right? Yeah. instant each player sacrifices two creatures. That's quite bad, right for five mana that's not great I'm probably not going to draft that card either but it doesn't I mean, have a horrendous I'll, I'll downside for no sure,
0: I, don't, like thing, I
1: don't really like edict effects especially ones that target yeah. me as well each player like it's not each opponent but like why <laughs> why does it have to have a horrendous downside <laughs> why does the downside have to be that bad it's uh, I'm annoyed by the existence of this card for many reasons I don't yeah. understand why it exists I
0: point. mean you know maybe maybe in another 25 years time there'll be a Something else that somehow synergizes with this, and then it's it's busted. Maybe it's just the LED of the set.
1: I'd be surprised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me too. Me too. But but, you know,
1: yeah, I, that, that's the thing. Like, the I'm not being like, oh, why can't white have good things? And oh, this card should be white. This card should be white. This, regardless of card, if this was a green card, it would be shit. If this yeah. was a black card, it would be really really bad. I, uh, it it it's that's mind-boggling it. how bad this card is.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think the issue is is that it's it's been designed. More from a from a, I mean potentially I don't know we don't know until the article comes out but I I would assume at this point that it's been designed more from a sort of top down, flavor perspective and they, this divine gambit somebody you know they've had that idea of 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 a, of, of a chess gambit they thought oh we'll we'll do this we'll try to represent this on a magic card and I, I think this is the the closest they can come to that I don't think it's good I, okay. I wish this card didn't exist and I wish it was different but that's that's the only reasoning I can think of like someone's had this this design yeah. and they thought oh this um this chess game played by the gods or whatever we can put it in here so I I don't know I don't know it's just well, me trying to rationalise it, it
1: make it with Converted mana cost 3LS then yeah they can put a permanent into play that with convert mana cost three or less, or two or less, or something. Like, don't just make it any fucking permanent they want, yeah. <laughs> like an Ugin the Spirit Dragon, or like like yeah. yeah, or like the sick bomb rare that they drafted pack one pick one. Yeah. yeah. Don't let that happen. They can put in like a, a measly three mana two three. That's fine and has maybe an ability. That's still bad. <laughs> oh God, I hate Scott so much. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Should we talk about it the card that people one. compared it to? Hmm? Should we talk
0: about the card that people compared it to? Uh show and tell?
1: No. The, the card d- in the set people compared it to is saying, why, why oh. does red get this and white gets this?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Like, this this is a like like card. I'm, I'm all about this card. Oh, okay. Fully love this quite thing. Uh, Tipple's Trickery. It's one red for an instant. counter target spell. Choose one, two, or three at random. Its controller mills that many cards, then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card with a different name than that spell. They may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then they put the exiled cards in the bottom of their library in a random order.
1: So people were saying, "Oh, white gets Divine Gambit, and it's terrible." And red gets this counter spell. That like, that's not red a gets this counter spell. This is this is a red counter spell designed for constructed. That it's clearly had a lot of thought to put, put into it. You know, choose one, two, or three at random. That has a lot of thought put into it. It's an incredibly different card to Divine Gambit, right? Yeah, it's a completely different magic card. Comparing the two is completely absurd. That being said, this card's good. Yeah, I think right.
0: so. I really, really I like think
1: this so. card a lot. It's really cool. Like it's it's clearly designed for like very niche circumstances. Yeah, it's just, it's designed to stop a combo. I think. I mean, it, the, the fact that it's so perfectly just butchers Doomsday piles. Yeah, it's very odd to me. Um, because it you know you, you mill the cards. It's so that, that you you can't combo piece and they, they don't get to do the rest of the combo that they set up. Yeah, it just it targets that strategy so specifically <laughs> that it seems wild to me that they've just put it in a standard set. Um. But this is. was oh, weird. I don't know why you don't just shuffle your library and you have to choose one, two, or three at random and mill them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It's just. It's a bizarre wall of text and numbers, and it. I think it just perfectly encapsulates what Tybalt's counter spell would be like. And yeah, yep. I think it's great. I think it, uh, like, yeah. That's that's definitely like a, like an application. Like play it, you bring it against in against a Doomsday deck, hundred percent. But I also kind of don't even hate it as just like a like a a red counter spell for standard. Like if, if it turn, if like if we get some sort of Grixis control deck, maybe we can see it in that. I'm sure there's also some shenanigans where like you can cast a spell, then you can counter your own spell and then put an Emrakul into play or something stupid as well.
1: Uh non long with a different name. So like you they cast spells, right? Yeah. So the, you, know, you can't guarantee that it's gonna be an Emrakul by like a polymorphing. Yeah, and only putting amercals in your deck and hoping to hit it because it's a, it's a spell. So, um, but yeah. But you could, just... could
0: could you could you, you could brainstorm and then. Uh...
1: Mill three at random. Then, yeah. Mill one, two, or three at random. I guess so. that's the thing. Like that's why. I mean. Yeah. It's it's that's why it does that. So you can't set it up to do those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but it's, the thing is as well, like people are talking about, like oh, Regent's like This is the most red card I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so perfectly encapsulates what it is to be red, and like, like you say, perfectly encapsulates Tibble as a character. This yeah. is so Tibble. C- c- comparing to the seven mana black red <laughs> Tibble that d- d- exiles permanents and can cast them, which doesn't feel like any Tibble that we've seen before. Yeah, this feels so. T- this is this could just be an aversive restores, right? This could just be. Yeah, an, yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, I think the thing
1: that Tibble does. This. It, th-
0: this card kind of reminds me a bit of of those like red, you know, skip the turn or end the turn cards that I've seen. It's like, yeah, okay, th- this is this is this is your one shot. This is your one chance. Like, yeah, you've countered this, but they could have some, they could cast something better now, or they might not have anything, or they might have something worse. This is this is your your one shot. This is your one out. Very much like the like those red end the turn or gain an extra turn. Cards are it's yeah. like right you've got one turn do your thing and then if you don't do your thing you've lost the game. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's it, a it feels very much like that. Is,
1: yeah, that's extremely red and it's I mean it's it's in function it's a chaos walk for the stack right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it's it's a case of you you cast it like okay well I can't let the spell resolve because if the spell resolves I'm going to die. So whatever they reveal from the library I was going to die anyway so I don't care what they reveal. Yeah, and that's extremely red. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like a perfect a perfect red card. Um. And it's nothing like Divine Gambit. <laughs> yeah. D- Divine yeah. Gambit, Divine Gambit just, like, is is, is, is unplayable in it.
0: every format ever. And then this is like this is definitely sideboard of mono red and standard.
1: Yeah. This is this is extremely good. Like the, like they don't get to choose what they put into play, and that's the important thing. Yeah. Sometimes uh, h- they're h- gonna hold, put Nougat into play. Sometimes they
0: won't. Yeah. Hold um, this up against a board wipe. Hold this up against Nougat. Like yeah, your mono de- red deck wins.
1: I mean, ca- ca- this is. To functions like Pyroblast a lot of the time, like Pyroblast no many exists to counter counter spells, right? Yeah. This works to force through your own combo stuff or your own powerful spells. Yeah. Because you use it to counter their counter spell. And surely they get to that but you got to resolve your spell, right? Yeah. So there's a chance you hit another counter spell, but it's it, it, it has so many applications and I, I like this design a lot. Even if it's yeah. not good, and it turns out to be terrible, like it's an, it's a sweet design
0: yeah I, I like it I like it a lot
1: it's so red it's like I cannot understand people who don't like, think if, this is if red right is now.
0: ever going to get like a you know a counterspell that isn't you know red elemental past or blast, this is what I want to look yeah. like so I'm yeah. glad we've got this and then um, you know hopefully un- unless it's cards like you know like iron eyes or whatever you know there's a blue red or some sort of jess guy counterspell or something I hope this is the this is the last red counterspell we see for, for a good few years but I'm glad it exists definitely.
1: Uh, I like this a lot more than I like Vale of Summer. As a design for a card. Uh,
0: yeah. Yes, and yes, and no. <laughs> sure. I mean, like
1: I get, in terms yeah, of design, I like I like playing Vale of Summer. I love playing Vale of Summer because I love playing that, Green. that
0: that's it. Like yeah, like, I I also love playing Vale of Summer because that means I just get to win the game on the spot. But <laughs> also yeah, but, hate Vale of Summer too. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Whereas I mean, this is a much a much weaker. Um, Designed for that kind of effect that they wanted Vezema to be, right? Yeah. Like yeah stop messing so. with me. And instead of being an upside where you just get to cantrip, you potentially put a, an, an exceptional permanent to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? like, that's a cool trade off. That's very weird. Yeah.
0: Cool. So, speaking of exceptional permanents to put into play, should we we talk about our last super exciting combo synergy from the set?
1: I guess we have to, right? Yeah, go for Do it. Do you like Splinter Twin?
0: <laughs> I personally love, love Splinter Twin. Could never get enough as plenty to win.
1: Okay, so this this card we're talking about is two cards. So we have the World Tree, yep. which is a land,
0: non-legendary.
1: Uh, yeah, which is fine. They've explained why. <laughs> um, <laughs> if Valakut doesn't have to be legendary, neither does it? The World Tree.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Endless Battlefield tapped, and you can tap it for a green. As long as you control six or more lands, lands you control have tap, add one of any color. It's pretty good. You may, play, you may play white, white, blue, blue, black, black, black red, red, green, green. And tap it, and sacrifice it. Search another for a number of God cards, and put them onto the battlefield, That's your your library. Yeah, That's seems cool, right?
0: seems good. Yeah, definitely. That's like you know, it costs white, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green to do this this ridiculous thing that requires specific you know a specific type of card. This is this is Commander Eight, one hundred percent. This is going to go in every five color God of Travel Commander deck. There we go.
1: So yeah, and you get to find perfect bronze, blooded. Yeah and you get they all get haste and you can attack with them and you can probably meet the criteria of the Theros Beyond Death Guards or if you're playing an older format you can probably meet the criteria of the Amonkhet Guards and what have you to make them attack immediately but if you're playing standard
0: <laughs> you can
1: you can play Mask with Nexus yeah. which is a <laughs> four mana for an artifact uh, creatures you control are every creature type the same is true for creature, creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield and also 3 and tap create a 2-2 blue shapeshifter with changeling. So yep. every 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 spell is a god Every card yep. in your deck is a god So you can pay ten mana and sack the world tree to go and search for every creature in your deck.
0: Yeah, which that's th- fine, right? It's 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 i i th- i think it's fine. Obviously, it's it's going to be quite difficult to pull off. I think. So we've seen we've seen some some very ridiculous things in standard already with like like Omnath and that whole time. So we know that like the mana is kind of good enough, uh, and the World Tree itself, yeah. like given all of your lands, tap to add one mana of any color, is is pretty good. So that the card itself helps with the ability. But I I think it's fine. I think if you if you're going to have a you know. Ten mana, win the game card. Then making it cost white, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green is is, is totally fine.
1: Yeah, I mean we don't really have many good tutors in the format. The yeah. Standard. Um, we we have one that was helpfully pointed out to me the the uh, the dwarf. The, yes. You can sacrifice five treasures, and search an Abbey for an artifact or dragon card and put on the battlefield. So, you play the 4-mana artifact. This searches for the artifact, and then can also search for any creature once the artifact's in play. Yeah. Though it does involve sacrificing 5 treasures, and also playing a 2-mana two 2-1 two that's not very good. <laughs> so I doubt that's where we want to be. We do have Varagoth, which is the boast, and then you get to cast a monitor. Yeah,
0: yeah. And Again. Grim Tudor is also in, <laughs> in Standard.
1: We do, we do have actual Grim Tudor. Yeah. Um, so I guess you can do that. I'm glad we don't have Golos anymore.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely glad we don't have Golos.
1: Maybe, maybe that's the thing for Historic. Is Golos legion Historic? I don't know. Uh,
0: is. Golos is banned in Historic.
1: Well, that's good. That's probably for the best. Um, so yeah, you, you play a 4-mana a artifact and then you tap 11 mana to win the game.
0: Yeah, so I think that there are a bunch of different ways that you can win the game. Um, at least in standard, definitely. Um, so obviously, like the like the first one is just like Terror of the Peaks plus the rest of your deck.
1: Mhm. Yep.
0: Because so that's quite good. Um, obviously, instant speed, everything comes in. Terror of the Peaks triggers, and you just deal infinite damage to your opponent, essentially. Uh, and then another one I've seen quite interesting is just uh, yeah, your opponent sends step you activate it, and then you put into play. Uh, you know, all, of, all of your, your whole library, uh, as long as one of those cards is Scoot Swarm and another one is a Shire and there's a battlefield and you get a Scoot Swarm token for each creature that was in your battlefield stacked or whatever, I don't know I don't know how many tokens it's going to make, I'm sure it's going to crash arena, but that's definitely <laughs> something you can do there too um, yep. yeah, I don't know I, I think don't the, thing, know. The, thing,
1: the thing I didn't appreciate is just that you don't have to really warp your deck much with this yeah. Like playing a tapped green land that once you have six lands is actual fixing, like is a chromatic land zone, Yeah. Is fine. Um like playing that card in your deck is fine. It's, it's like you lose a lot you lose very few percentage points. Um yeah. playing just playing this land in your deck, and then you play a four mana artifact that does have some utility outside of being part of the combo. Like a four mana artifact that then you then pay three and tap to create a two two is kind of fine. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like it's not the end of the world if that's on your standard deck. That's it. I I think there are um, like
0: There's just just like a reasonable, like, like there's just like a reasonable deck that you can play anyway. I assume it'll be something similar to what the Omnath deck looked like while Omnath was legal. Like it's like a similar shell, like a like a reasonable shell that you can play anyway, and then you just have this game winning, game ending combo in there. Just cause I think that's that's probably the best way to play it. You've got things like. like dryad of the Elysian Grove is in is in the format as well still, and you got like Genesis Ultimatum. It, it's it's fairly easy to see Genesis Ultimatum still being cast on like turn five, and just Genesis Ultimatum into something like reasonable. Build you your battlefield up, and then eventually you get to the point where you've got enough mana. You've got the tree. You've got the artifact activated. Win the game.
1: Yeah, I think I was a little harsh on this combo when I first saw it. I was like, this is ridiculous. We'd never this is never going to see play, it's far too clunky yeah. Um, but yeah like we, as we've seen for these kind of decks to exist, you don't really need shooters for the, the halves of the combo yeah. you just put them in a shell, like you did with uh, Sahili Cat Yeah. where you just have a reasonable energy shell and you're just like, well I might as well put this in a combo will also do a couple things and like th- this, th- the artifact does something, like it is a form of an artifact that doesn't do anything when you play it but then it can make a steady stream of creatures if that's what you need and the yeah, land is also just a reasonable land that once you get to six mana, which you're probably planning to do with this deck if you <laughs> if you want to be able to activate that, that ability, yeah. it's just fixing. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I think I was I was a little harsh on it. I think I'm probably wrong about it. I think it's probably a contender in a standard format somewhere, and someone smart's going to figure out the best shell for it to go in, whether that's like a, a, just a, a Scoot Swarm-style deck where it just has a combo with the Scoot Swarms. Or some kind of of the peaks deck, or whether it's just like, like like an Omnath deck, Sans Omnath. Yeah, it's just a a value pile playing a good mid range game, and then you just get to do this every like one one of every five games.
0: Yeah, given like we've still got Beanstalk Giant, we've still got Cultivate, still plenty plenty of reasonable like ramp spells and and color fixing, and and, you know Lotus Cobra too that still exists. Yeah, I think I think there's there's definitely it's, it's it's definitely possible. I don't think it's gonna be you know, Tier 1 or even Tier 2, but I I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of strategy sort of hanging around, like, the mid-to-high gold level on, on the, the ladder on Arena, because it's, it's a big, cool, silly combo that wins the game on the spot. Players love to do that. I love to do that. It, it, as long as it's playable, people will try it and people will play it, and that's cool. I, I think it's fine, but, you know, it, it's it's probably not going to beat Gruel Adventure. It's probably not going to beat Mono Red. It's probably not going to beat Demi mill, so... I can't imagine it'd be a strong contender but it's doable
1: yeah I look forward to a few minutes down the line one of the cards being banned <laughs> that's, that's just what will happen right we'll, we'll go yeah. in here and be like yeah this is pretty good it's, it's better than we initially thought but it's probably not too powerful and then it just completely breaks standard wide open yeah I guess it just break, she... literally breaks Arena and you can't play it <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: yeah I guess just just give it a week till we got the full spoiler and then we'll see oh no they've printed this card that combos with this and this and then yeah but yeah we'll see time will tell Yes. Cool. So I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Let us know your thoughts of Caltime so far. Did you did you enjoy that stream with Jimmy Wong? Were we just wrong? Uh, let, let us know. Let us know your thoughts on, on the big tree. Will you be trying it out? You can hit us up on social media. On Twitter, we are at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if you really enjoyed the show and you want to give back your name on a monetary value, you can hit us up on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash arrow devastation. Where tiers start from as little as $1.00. Per month, that's roughly 20 25 cents per episode.
1: Uh, or give money to food banks, please. Yes. Um, I don't, don't know agree. if anyone's no seen the the amount of food that is given to you instead of a 30 man thirty pound meal ticket, but it's not enough. Um, so if you have excess cash, give it to people who need it, please. Or us, that'd be nice. I mean, if you don't have a heart, give it to us. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'd appreciate it if it went somewhere you more useful. <laughs> you can find the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. Does that sound right?
0: Yeah, that's about it.
1: Cool. Uh, if you want to use cool. one of those platforms and leave us a review or a rating or a comment or just share it with your friends, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us get the podcast to more people.
0: Yeah, if you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at Peach Garden Oaf. At uh, Facebook, I'm Jill Loudon. You'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Be arguing about that, that, that white gambit spell, probably. <laughs> uh, I also stream <laughs> on Twitch. Uh, pretty much every Friday night, I'm doing some magic stuff and then alternating. Saturdays and Sundays we we do other things we do like Among Us and, and party games and yeah it's a lot of fun come check me out there twitch.tv slash Peach Garden
1: yeah I need to find another Among Us group I kind of yeah. ruined my friendships based on that game uh oh <laughs> do you want to ruin our friendship by playing Among Us hell yeah <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter for now at snail69 nice thanks uh, recently offered a 12 hour mute like uh just like just like Donald Trump just, <laughs> I, I said a thing and then Twitter said please take this down and I, I did and then I made the same tweet again and they said please take this down also you can't tweet for 12 hours which in terms of the Twitter rules fair enough <laughs> but yeah I'm probably on Twitter still I might have to make an account at some point
0: we'll see, we'll see what happens when <laughs> this episode comes out <laughs> awesome. So that's all that we have time for this week. Once again, we are approaching the second hour. The Godfather has returned. So we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.